are Hope Church Guildford. This is a recent recording from our Sunday morning gathering online. Please go to www.hopechurchguildford.com for more details. We look forward to getting to know you. Good morning, my name is John and it's my privilege to be opening our new summer series uh, entitled Summer of Psalms. Uh, let me just add my welcome to that of Catherine's. It's so good to uh, be able to speak to you this morning um, and uh, yeah, just really excited to be able to open our series. Earlier this year, we were in Genesis and looking at the beginning of God's interaction with man. And then more recently, we were looking at the book of Acts and the challenges faced by the early church as they grew and witnessed about the life of Jesus. I've certainly found both of these series challenging and I've taken lots from them. During this summer preaching series, we're going to hear from many people across the church talking about their favourite psalm, one, of, one that has meant a lot to them, one that has perhaps inspired them, been a go-to psalm in certain situations, or reminds them of a particular turning point in their own journey, one that has given them a voice or helped them to understand different emotions and situations that they have gone through. In my Bible, the introduction to psalm reads like this. The book of Psalms is filled with songs and prayers offered to God by the nation of Israel. Their expression of praise, faith, sorrow and frustration cover the range of human emotions. Some of the Psalms dwell on the treasure of wisdom and God's word. Others reveal the troubled heart of a mourner. Still others explode with praise to God and invite others to join in his song. This diversity is unified by one element. They are centred upon the one and living God. This creator God is king of all the earth and refuge to all who trust in him. So let me pray before we uh, have a look at the psalm that we're going to be looking at today. Father, I just want to thank you so much that you are here with us. Lord, I thank you for the opportunity to come before you and to hear from you, to be challenged, to be equipped to be blessed and stretched and strengthened. Father, I just pray that you would, at the beginning of this new series, Lord, that you would open our hearts to receive from you, to be able to hear from you and to take moments out of our days, out of our busy weeks, to be able to be blessed by you. So, Father, I just pray, would you come and speak to us? Would you speak through me? Lord, would you help each of us to go away with something that we can work on, that we can uh, hold on to, that we can know more about you. I pray that you come and do that this morning. Amen. So I had a bit of difficulty picking a psalm, uh, as there were several uh, memorable ones that have been turning points or stuck out for me. It may also have been partly because I was one of the last to come back to Chris and say, yep, I can do it and this is the psalm I want. Uh, So they were both taken, or at least one of them was anyway. Um, But I narrowed it down to two. Um, And then in the end, I ended up choosing a completely different one. So uh, we'll see where this goes. (laughs) I was thinking about the series and um, as I was thinking about it in the Psalms, I found myself thinking about journeys, that the Bible is about a journey, a journey of God's creation, of God's people, exploring and enjoying it, a journey of moments of them walking with God and then walking away from him. And each of us too is on a journey with God, some at the beginning or yet to start, and others maybe years further on. I'm not going to name names. But we can all look back to pivotal moments in our lives of success, loss, advancement, 
and sometimes taking backward steps. There will be times and memories we have tried to block out, to rationalise or to wish had never happened, and yet other times that we hold on to or wish could have lasted longer. So when I thought about my own journey with God, I was led to look at Psalm 67. I have so enjoyed studying this psalm and have got much more from it than the moment I look back on as a standout moment. So picture the scene. I'm sitting at the uh, old coin building uh, in Woking, which is now Welcome Church. I'm around 16 years old, I think, probably looking very cool. Uh, some nice wide, bright trainers on. And we're in a time of worship and I felt prompted to open my Bible and I turned to Psalm 67. As I read it, I felt really challenged to go up and share. And we were probably, um, we should probably take a backward step at this point just to explain a little bit about the context here. So back in the day, it was a time when the leaders of the church would sit on the stage facing the congregation. The church was maybe around four to 500 members and actually some of the meetings would often spill out into the foyer. In fact, I remember times where I think uh, it was Ramba Boo, a visiting preacher came and people were even standing out the back in the car park looking through windows. And uh, so it was quite easy to be lost in the congregation there, uh, but not quite so easy to be lost when you're sharing a word, walking up onto the stage uh, with this row of amazing leaders kind of looking at you. Okay, so we're back to me sitting in the pew. And as I felt the challenge, my stomach started to churn. And I'm sure many of you can understand or resonate with this. And I didn't know what to do. From what I can remember now, I hadn't shared from the front before. But I knew this was what God wanted me to do. And so I started to walk. I can't remember exactly why or what I shared about the psalm. But the leader I checked with felt it was worth sharing to the whole church. So I climbed the steps and started a journey. Since then, God has spoken through me on numerous occasions, but I've also missed many too, as I've ignored or taken too long to act on him speaking. But I have noticed in those times that doesn't stop him speaking, and someone else has brought something that I thought I should have brought. So God still moves, he still speaks. It's not reliant on us, but he does choose to use us. So this psalm for me represents the start of my journey with God, to be used to share words and pictures, uh, prophesy and go on to preach and lead meetings. And I can remember many other moments in psalms, times where God has prompted me to write songs, although not sing them, times where I've been seeking him and needed some direction, times where I've needed an outlet for my own thoughts, where my own words couldn't get me there. And this is the hope for this series, that it would renew, increase, or start a love for God. So let's look at the psalm together. Psalm 67. May God be gracious to us and bless us, and make his face to shine upon us, that your way may be known on earth. Let your saving power, sorry, your saving power among all nations. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. Let the nations be glad and sing for joy, for you judge the peoples with equity and guide the nations upon the earth. Let the peoples praise you, O God, let all the peoples praise you. The earth has yielded its increase. God, our God, shall bless us. God shall bless us. Let all the ends of the earth fear him. So what have I learned? Well, 
My first observation, like many of the Psalms, is that it's meant to be sung. The instruction right before, below the title is to the choir master and suggests this short song should be sung with stringed instruments. As a slight aside, uh, my daughter Esme has a project coming up at school where they need to make a musical instrument from fruit or vegetables and she's chosen the violin, so obviously that would be perfect for this psalm. Uh, she's chosen to make it from a butternut squash and a runner bean. Thankfully for me and my wife, this is an in-school activity and we just have to provide the veg. So I just want to uh, praise God for primary school teachers. Uh, they really do an amazing job and I've learned that definitely even more so uh, during homeschooling the last few years or last year and a half. There's something wonderful about congregational singing, isn't there? It's something that I am and I'm sure, as are many of you, looking forward to getting back to as soon as we can. When we sing together, we feel charged, we feel together and as one. And I can remember so vividly times in meetings and Christian conferences where we've been singing as one. You can't pick out a single voice and you can sense and feel the emotion. You can almost like grab it, like it just, you, can, you know God is there. It's a moment when the Holy Spirit often comes and satisfies our soul and helps us to block out the noise and focus on him. And I'm not ashamed to say that I know there is a very strong chance I'll be in tears when we can do it again as Hope Church. Hopefully in just a few weeks' time. If you feel you're in a place where you need to be uplifted, where you can't see a way out of a situation, or you're at a loss for direction and purpose, can I encourage you, read the Psalms, put on a worship CD, or ask Alexa and just immerse yourself in worship. Sorry if that's triggered lots of Alexas in the rooms. I find having a worship CD in the car really helpful. It can really help to clear my head and reset me for work or home or whichever one I'm transitioning between. If you notice the beginning of the psalm, the psalmist says, may God bless us and that your way may be known. And then the psalm ends with, he shall bless us, and the earth has yielded its increase. Some of the psalms are cries for help, expressions of pain and heartache, but many, like our psalm today, are full of joy and hope and trust and expectation. And as I read and reread this psalm, the feeling our psalmist gives is certainly more the latter. The psalmist certainly expects God to answer their prayer, don't they? They start by asking God, may he bless, and then ends with God shall bless, and the earth has yielded its increase. When you pray, when you worship, when we gather together and when we come back together in a few weeks' time, do you expect God to show up? This is certainly something that I find a challenge that I pray almost with caveats, that I allow for God to not do something, so it takes the pressure off me a bit, that I can pray with, if it's your will, that would be great, but if it's not, then that's equally cool. I also find my expectations drop the longer I've prayed for something. This last 18 months, I've found that with my expectations of the government briefings, starting with, this will be over soon, surely just the next half term, surely just the summer. I expect them to, but now it's changed to, I expect them to extend restrictions rather than release them. And maybe you're in a place where you are feeling like your expectations of God have reduced in the last season. 
that you've forgotten how to pray with expectation? Can I call on you, on us, to use this Summer of Psalms series as a reset? Let's allow God to reset our expectations, both individually and corporately. Phil Moore, in his book, Straight to the Heart of Psalms, describes Psalms 65 to 68 as psalms that praise God during the good times as part of our own lesson in how to sing when times are hard. Later, he says, these psalms were placed here to help us make the most of our soul's summer in order to prepare for winter. Let's use this Summer of Psalms series to do just that, to feed our soul, to enjoy God's presence, to allow him to speak to us and challenge us, to restore us and equip us. Let's spend the next 10 weeks being refreshed by God so that we display his goodness and his grace and his presence in Guildford and beyond. Next, I really want to focus on the first two verses and unpack them a bit. These two verses at the beginning of Psalm 67 are a wonderful summary of the thread that runs throughout the Bible, that God chose a people to dwell with and to bless so that the nations may know him and enjoy him and know his saving power. It probably reminds you of the covenant calling of Abraham in Genesis 12 verses 2 to 3. And I will make of you a great nation and I will bless and make your name great so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and him who dishonours you I will curse, and in you all the families of the earth will be blessed. God's calling on Abraham wasn't to bless his family and to make him into a great nation and then just to stop there. His calling was to do that for Abraham and his family, but so that the nations and all the families of the earth will be blessed. The ultimate fulfilment of this is through the life, death and resurrection of Jesus, that he came to make a way so that all nations, all people could come to know God and be blessed by him and be in his presence. And Paul wrote in Galatians 3 verses 13 to 14, Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone who is hanged on a tree. So that in Christ Jesus, the blessing of Abraham might come to the Gentiles, so that we might receive the promised spirit through faith. And then the psalmist uh, goes on and says, uh, make, your, make his face shine upon us. And when they, when they talk about God's face, it's talking about God's presence, that he's facing us, or that his presence is with us. So that God would look at us and shine his face down and surround us in his presence. And in Numbers, we read the famous blessing that Aaron and his sons were to speak out over Israel in Numbers 6. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. In Exodus 33, Moses says to God that he does not want to send him to send them to the promised land unless God goes with them. He says to God, is it not in your going with us so that we are distinct from every other people on the face of the earth? So he blesses us and dwells with us, not just for us, but to be a beacon to the nations. How many times have you asked for God's blessing? How many times have you asked for God to intervene in a situation 
or to provide a way out. Or ask God to change your situation, add to your life or take something away. I'm sure the things you're asking God for or seeking him for are good things. But have you stopped there? Or have you added the so that? When we ask God to bless us, it should be his name is glorified, that people will be pointed to him. He blesses us so that we can have the opportunity to share with others the joy that knowing God has brought to our lives. He is gracious to us by not giving us what we deserve, which is eternal separation from him. But he sent Jesus to the cross so that we have an eternal hope and destiny. And this is the great commission that Jesus gave to the disciples in Matthew 28, to go and make disciples of all nations. Steve J. Cole said this, we should seek God's blessing so that our gladness in God will spread to all the nations. And this is exactly why we stand with those that move to other parts of the world, to spread the goodness of God. Recently we sent Paul and Joe and previously others have been sent from the church to go to the nations. They are part of the so that. But in order for them to go, many people in the church, both in Hope Church and other partnering churches, have and are continually, continuing to give generously. And in Malachi 3 verse 10, it talks about us bringing the full tithe into the storehouse that there might be food in God's house. And then he says that, See that if I will not open the windows of heaven and pour down for you a blessing until there is no more need. Again, we see the so that. Bring the full tithe to God so that there will be plenty for God to provide in such a way that there is no more need. And again, God doesn't need our money. He doesn't need us to do that in order to be able to move. But he wants us to partner with him. He wants our heart to be for him and to him. And he wants us to do that with not only our thoughts and our time, but our money and our possessions so that there is no more need. He can use them for his good and his glory. And I really loved hearing Paul and Joe's updates on their budget. Right up to the last minute, they were trusting God to provide and they continued to move forward with their plans, even when they were short on their budget. God blessed others so that they could bless Paul and Joe so that they can go and bless the nations. Praise God. Recently in our series, The Acts of the Church, we heard about the early church and how they came together as a community and shared their possessions so that no one had a need. And the Lord added to their number day by day, those who were being saved. The same theme again, the community made sure that there was no one with need among them and the Lord added to their number. People who came into contact with the early church were challenged by the way they lived and saw something in them that distinguished them from other people. And like Moses' call to God we read earlier, it is God with them that makes them distinct from the other nations. So what makes you distinct? Are you distinct from the nations, from the communities, from the friendship groups you're in? When Jesus, left, when Jesus left the earth, he left so that the whole earth may be blessed and to see the fulfilment of the call on Abraham. When Jesus left, he left the, Holy, the helper, the Holy Spirit, the third person of God who dwells with each and every one of us, who opens our hearts to receive him. 
the Holy Spirit is here on earth so that we can praise God, so that we can hear from and be led by God, so that we feel called and are equipped to go to the nations. The Holy Spirit is the one who makes God's way known among the nations. And like I said earlier, we need to praise God in the good times, in the summer months, so that we can praise God and we know how to praise him when times are tough. It's much harder to start there and try and praise God when things are difficult. And you, whereas if we praise him when things are going okay, that can help build our soul and fill us with good stuff so that we can rely on that when trouble comes. So we should expect God to provide. We should expect him to show up and we should expect him to answer our prayers. And as we expect him to provide and bless us, we should equally expect him to use that blessing as a beacon of hope and light to the nations, to help us to be distinct from those around us as a way of displaying his grace and love and saving power. As we are blessed, so we should bless others. And as God blesses us more, we should give more again and again and again until there is no more need. One final thought from a commentary that was shared with us as um, those who were uh, speaking on this series, um, and the author, Tremper Longman III, had to say that name, great name. He says this, One looks into a physical mirror to see how one is doing on the outside. When one reads a psalm like a mirror, identifying with the psalmist, then one discovers how one is doing on the inside. Are we moving towards God or away from him? Through reading the Psalms, we come to understand our thoughts and feelings better. My prayer is that this series will do just that for each and every one of us, that we will be able to understand, articulate and rationalise how we are doing on the inside and to use the Psalms as a mirror to look into our souls, that we will each come away able to say that we have allowed God to challenge us, to change us and to recharge us for this season ahead. Let me pray. Father, I just want to thank you, uh, Lord, for this series again. Lord, I just want to pray that as we start this uh, 10 weeks of just looking into the Psalms and understanding a bit more about um, people's hearts as they were reaching out to you in, certain, in their situations at the time, Lord, how we can use uh, the Psalms to uh, further our own walk with you. Lord, how we can use the Psalms to uh, explore more of the, what there is in you. Lord, help us, each of us, to continue in our journeys and to continue to walk further, uh, closer to you, um, Lord. So I just pray, Holy Spirit, that you would come and just uh, be with us, that you would settle um, this message in our hearts. Lord, I pray that um, you would help us to uh, be like our Psalmist today, that we would expect you to turn up. Lord, that we would expect you to be there on the 25th of July. Lord, that we would um, trust you with whatever it is that we're going through in our own lives and expect you to bring about change and trust you for whatever that change looks like. So yeah, I just pray, Lord, as we go into another time of worship that you would just help us to each look to you this morning and to allow you to refresh us. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thanks for listening. We're meeting online every Sunday at 10am. 
Head to hopechurchguildford.com for more information. We look forward to seeing you.